Blog Talk Radio. Today, um, I have my co-host with me, DeAndrea Bridges. Hi. Hey, what's up? Um, The guest today is Owe. I'm really excited to uh, have him on. His name is Tony Gaskins. He is an author, mentor, and producer, highly sought-after life coach and motivational speaker. And guess what? He took the time out of his busy schedule to chat with us tonight. So I'm going to bring him right in. Hello? Hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. And yourself, can you hear me okay? Yes, yes, we can. Am I too loud? No, 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 no. You're perfect. You're perfect. Okay. Cool. I just want to thank you for um, taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with us tonight. I know you got Absolutely. a lot going on, and you put us on your priority list, so that means so much to us. Awesome. No problem. No problem. Okay. So, wow. Um, I've been through your website probably like about 10, 15, 20 times. You have so <laughs> much information on here, so many different programs you offer, uh, just, uh, man, I don't even know where to start. Um, let's start, I, I think I want to start with your um, life coaching for, um, you, you do life coaching and relationship coaching. Let's start right. with that. How did that get started? Well, it started after I wrote my book, um, typically after you write a self-help or non-fiction book, people read the book and then they want more insight, you know, that kind of pertains to their life specifically because, you know, a book is it's kind of general. And so that was about 2007. I published my first book at 22 years old and I turned 23 mm-hmm. like a month later. And then, you know, I started speaking at colleges and doing radio interviews and things like that. So, after women read the book, they was like, hey, I have some more questions. I have some specific questions that I need answered. And so that's how I got into the life and relationship coaching. Okay. Okay. Wow, 22 years old, published your first book. That is yeah. amazing. That's a phenomenal. It's all God. It's all God. Sometimes I sit I back and I'm like, right. wow. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so you just had a book release. 
Mrs. Wright is Correct. the name of your yep. book. Tell us about that. What What is that pretty much like? Can you give us a synopsis of that for our listeners? Mrs. Mrs. Wright is kind of just answering questions. I mean, I coach 90% of my clients are females, and so many women are coming to me and they're single and they're signing up for the relationship coaching and matchmaking or my love school, and they're all asking the same question, you know, how do I become wifey material? How do I become a wife? What do I need to do so that a man will see me as a wife? And so that's essentially what Mrs. Wright is. It's kind of just, you know, giving away the game, breaking the, the man law, and just telling women this is what men are looking for. You know, every man may not be able to articulate it, but if you become this woman, this is what men want. This is what a man, this is what will make a man hang up his player jersey and retire early. And so that's what mm-hmm. this right is. That was going to be my question. You broke the guy code. Oh, my goodness. Did you catch flack for it? <laughs> yeah. My first book, What Daddy Never Told His Little Girl, kind of was in the same vein. So, I mean, when I published that, I really lost, like, close friends, like close male wow. friends. Uh, my dad was mad at me for a little while. I mean, it was it was tough. I mean, I was getting death threats from guys. But oh, wow. You know, it's really just, I mean, you know, men, you know, we don't play. You know, we don't play. Oh, and I could, I, I could imagine being that man um, who isn't doing right, you know, living that doggish lifestyle and disrespecting my woman. And then my woman finding a book by this other cat that I don't know and don't care for, and she finds the strength to stand up for herself and leave. You know, I would be highly upset with this guy. And so I could understand, you know, you know why guys were upset. But at the same time, I had to understand, you know, this is my purpose and my Savior died for his purpose. So, you know, i got to be willing to just give all and everything and not worry about, you know, the repercussions or whose toes I'm stepping on, who's I'm, who I'm making mad. You know, yeah. i I, I got to do what I have to do. Wow. Wow. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now, you know, later on in the show, this is Dee, by the way. I'm so glad that you are on the show. I appreciate you coming on, taking out time, as Tiffany said, of your busy schedule. But later on in the show, I'm going to ask you to clue in the listeners to some of the um, tips that you may have for women who want to be, as you call it, wifey material. So, Later on in the interview, we're going to get to that, so I just want you to get a little bit prepared. Okay. Okay, okay. But go ahead now right now. Have... Go okay. ahead. You have um, a link on your site called Birth Your Book. Correct. Now, yeah. um, there is some, right, for the 19th, right, because I purchased it. I haven't went back and, and really dealt with it. You know, I, I got the procrastination thing going on. <laughs> I right. did purchase that. But uh, just tell us how you came up with that and why when it comes to um, birth your book. Um, well, after I wrote my book, and everybody knows I'm I'm, a, I'm real country and just down to earth, you know, people look at my tweets and my material and they think, you know, oh, I'm about to talk to this 
you know, Steve Urkel type dude, and then they talked to me and realized, wow, you're real down to earth. You know, I thought being an author was for, you know, 35, 40-year-olds, and so it was a lot of people in my demographic, you know, in my generation that kind of had a story to tell, had lived through some crazy things, and everybody was coming to me asking me, how do I write a book? And although I was, you know, I am an author consultant and a life coach, and that's a part of the business, it's it's too many people. You know, I have now over, I mean, I don't know, over 130,000, you know, real followers, like people that, yeah. you know, read my work every day between, you know, Twitter and Facebook. And yeah. with that many people having direct access to me, I literally have still to this day uh, over nearly 30,000 unread emails. I just can't get to all of them. And I mean, there was days I was I was going I was reading through, you know, a hundred, two hundred emails a day. So I created what I think and do is just create products so I could just send people to the product because I can't coach a hundred people in a week. I try to you know max out at forty, and I, I'm happy if I only coach twenty people in a week. And so you know, I made I created the the download so everyone who wants to write a book, you know, that's just a great start. And I mean it easily can be a ninety nine dollar, you know, download, but I make it nineteen dollars. So people who mm-hmm. just have a do- a dollar in a dream, you know, like I had, you know, they're able to make it happen. And um so many people, hundreds of people have birthed their book just from listening to that download and take getting that insight and just getting to work. Mm-hmm. I now love that. Dollar in the dream. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. This guy got all of these followers. And you've been on Oprah, correct? Correct. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, he only offering us for $19? First one I've seen. First one I have seen. So yeah. that is definitely amazing. I do um, want our listeners, please go to his website, TonyGaskins.com. And check out the uh, programs and coaching opportunities that he has. The birth your book that is that is off the chain. And what the one thing that caught my eye it, it offers three uh, info on three types of publishing. But when it hit the concept development, I'm like, oh man, for real? Because that kind of gives you, you know, you already want know what you want to write your book about. But having something where you can um, it helps you form the structure, you know, right. and develop it in the correct professional manner. That that's that's great. That's great. Right. Identify your target audience. Oh, come on. Some of the stuff we don't even think about. We just know we want to do it. So right. I think that is um amazing that you um are putting that information out here like that. Um very inexpensive. I mean, who don't have nineteen dollars? We 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 need more than nineteen dollars to go to McDonald's nowadays. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. So that's that's um I love that. Um let me see. Do you have any questions? Yes, my my one of my biggest questions are well, yes, yeah, sorry. What made you choose this topic? What made you break the guy code? What made you tell the story and give the information for women? 
or for young ladies. What made you choose that out of anything you could have chosen? What made you go that route? Well, that was my, you know, area of expertise. You know, that was what I loved most when I was in the world, women. And, I mean, from the age of 15, really since I was a little boy, I was just fascinated with the female mind, the female body. And, you know, I just was fascinated. And so at 15, I really, once I hit ninth grade, I really just became immersed in, you know, just women. And I I learned so much about women. I broke so many hearts. I told so many lies. I deceived so many women. And, I mean, I probably was 20 years old, and I literally, you know, had enough sense or wisdom or maturity to converse and hold the attention of women that were twice my age, and I was, you know, pretty much dating women twice my age. And so I had went, you know, all across the board, you know, from all races, all shapes, all sizes, and each woman I was able, from my brokenness, you know how they say hurt people hurt people, and it's from my mm-hmm. brokenness and not and not knowing who I was, you know, I didn't understand the worth of a woman, so I was out to become, it's like survival of the smartest, survival of the fittest. And so if you have an upper hand as, you know, and you're weak and wounded, and but there's someone that's weaker than you, you want to be over them, above them, or in control of them. And so that was the game, you know, that I was playing. And I saw women, you know, making so many mistakes and just giving in so easy you know, from their from from their weakness, from their brokenness, from their lack of knowledge, and so after doing that for so long, I finally met Mrs. Wright, who is now my wife, and I had one conversation with her. You know, we the first time we talked, it was six hours, and after I got up from that conversation, I had finally met a woman that I really can converse with and just talk to. And she she was on my level, and she she loved and respected herself, and she had dreams and goals and aspirations, and she was also easy to look at. You know, she was beautiful, took care of her body, and she took care of her mind. And so from that, and the fact that we lived in the same apartment complex, you know, we were going to the same college. I mean, it was so typical for women to come to your apartment or invite you in their apartment, and she didn't do that. She talked to me out on the picnic bench and, we had several of those conversations before she ever let me step foot in her place. And so it was so different already. And after I met her and I decided I was going to hang up the player's jersey and get out the game, uh, wow. I, was, I was 22 and I had slept with over 100 women. And, mm. you know, it just it was, and it wasn't just any woman that would open her leg. You know, those type mm-hmm. of women typically I turned down. I went for the women who thought they respected themselves or, or was telling themselves that they loved themselves. And I went for those type of women. And after doing that, you know, I, I had that conviction, and I wanted to right my wrongs. And I said, Lord, you know, I've hurt so many women. And now from what I've done, now I see my sister and my mother, you know, brokenhearted, and they're suffering, and they're going through. And I'm getting to see up close and personal the behind-the-scenes effect yes. of what I've been doing to these women through my, you know, mom and sister. And so from there, that's when I wrote my first book, and I said, I'm going to do everything I can to enlighten and empower these women. So for me at 22, knowing nothing about the publishing industry, 
and you know nothing about it, you know that corporate world or anything. It just was pure passion, and I think God saw my heart, and that's why two years later I was able to tell my story on Oprah about being a toxic controlling boyfriend and then go to Tyra Banks and introduce my book to the world and then to the mm-hmm. TVN and CBN and all the the news stations and, you know, the radio. So it just all stemmed from passion. It's not a career move like we see some mm-hmm. people get, get to a certain level and then they say, well, oh, let me write a book. You know, I got all these people out here. At that time, I had no following. I didn't have social media. I wasn't on Facebook or Twitter. I literally, I was living the street life. You know, that was where I come from. You know, I was in college, but I still was, you know, I was lured in, sucked in by the streets because that's what all my cousins did. That's what all my friends did. So I just, I, I used my gift as a writer and crossed over. Um, Let me tell you, from, from just talking to you briefly, I can hear your passion. I can feel your passion. Your passion exudes all over what you do. And so you're right. It's, it's got to be God first. And he saw that in you. So you were created to do this. So, again, I commend you, and I know that you have gotten many accolades and pats on the back and everything. And I just want to, again, commend you and thank you for coming on Black Writer Space so that you can uh, tell our our listeners and share with our audience what it is that is your passion. So thank you for sharing your passion with us. But my question is, will you ever write a book or create a book that will show men and help men to develop that passion, like you said, hurt people hurt people. So what, have you ever thought about, I know you do the motivational speaking and everything, and you said that the majority of the clientele are women, but have you ever considered writing a book for men to help them understand the the woman and, the, you know, realize and see in their eyes that, you know, this could be my sister, this could be my mother, this could be my aunt. Right, right, most definitely. I actually have already written it. I just haven't published it. But, you know, it's all about timing. And um, the book is called I Am Man. And so although it's passion, passion, you still have to have, you know, you have to understand the market. And 75% of readers are women. And so, and what I really want women to understand first is that you are the mother of the world. That's why we call it Mother Nature. You know, that's yeah. why you give birth to the world. You replenish the world. So all the strength lies with you. So that's why Adam was able, I mean, Eve was able to get Adam to bite the apple. You know, it's yeah. every, all the power is in you. So, you know, men, it, it doesn't, men can only do what women allow them to do. So if I teach mm-hmm. men to, to do right, if I teach men to mm-hmm. do right, they're not going to do right if they have a bunch of women that's just going to lay on their back and open their legs, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even mm-hmm. if a man tried, even if a man tried to do right or he wanted to do right, you know, if a woman doesn't know love, she won't recognize it when she sees it. And so, therefore, that's why the nice guys finish last. So it's good guys out here but they're fin- who are trying to treat a woman right but yet women still gravitate to the bad guy, the guy that's going to go upside the head, the guy that's going to cheat on them, the guy that, 
is over six foot and has all the money. So what you have to realize is the power is with the women. So me going to the men, it does nothing. And then also from a business aspect, you have to go to where the readers are if you're writing a book. Otherwise, you're just wasting ink and paper. And so being that 75% of readers are women, so I go to the women because that's who God has called me to, and especially right now. See, you have to go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. See, women are smart enough. You can be 40 years. I have clients up to the age of 67, female, that will pay me and listen to me and change their life. There's no way in the world a 67-year-old man will pay me as a 20 as a 27-year-old man to teach him anything because men are logical, you know. He's not emotional. He's not spiritual. I was some of spiritual, but men are more logical than anything. So any man I meet, they're going to say, you're too young to know anything about love. Shut up. Sit down. You don't know nothing about no love. Boy, come over here. I'll teach you some things. But <laughs> truth, be, truth be told, truth be told, Steve Harvey wrote his book at about fifty two and mm-hmm. I guarantee I guarantee you the book really had no more wisdom or substance than my book that I wrote at twenty two. And it's mm-hmm. nothing against it's nothing against Steve and a lot of women wrote me and said, I got way more from your book than I did from his. It's nothing against mm-hmm. his but, but what it was is that what it was is that you know, a man is just a man. You know, a man is just a man, but men don't understand that. Men think Oh, you know, wisdom comes with age. They don't realize that wisdom comes from God. See, women, yeah. because because you're ten percent smarter, because you use both sides of your brain instead of just one, because you have more cognitive skills than men have. See, mm-hmm. because you're smarter, you're able to understand. Because the part of your brain that senses emotion and feeling, that is larger in you than it is for man. That's why you can hear a baby crying in the middle of the night, and a man just snores right through it. Because of that, you're able to pick up that there's something in me that is different and that you should open your ears and listen. Men can't hardly, it takes a special man to grasp that. So when I'm talking to men, it's like talking to a brick wall. Now, when I, when I, get, when I get 40, which is, I don't know, what that is, 12 years from now, when I get 40, then men will be ready to listen to me. You know, okay. like T.D. Jakes can do a I Am Man uh, tour mm-hmm. or concert or he motions. T.D. Jakes can do that because, you know, you look at him like, okay, this guy, you know, he's old enough to be my granddad. He's got a lot of wisdom. You know, he's got this deep old voice. He's big. That's how, <laughs> you know, that's how men look at it. They see me. They see this little frail boy with hazel eyes. 27 years old, they're going to be like, man, sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but it's it, it's a few. So so that's really, you know, why it's, it's a little tougher to reach guys. But I have wrote I Am Man. I wrote it in the same week that I wrote Mrs. Wright. Um, I wrote it second. So what will happen is Mrs. Wright will give me enough cushion to put out I Am Man. And even though it won't sell near as many, or it could because, you know, women may buy it for their boyfriends or their husbands. And that's what I was going to say. You know, I, I understand that, you know, you know your marketing, you know your marketing. And I was just going to say, you know what, since you're, mark, you know, your your market is, you know, women, you know, I hey, I'd give it to my boyfriend if I had one, but 
I would definitely, definitely, you know, a lot of times women want their men to understand them. They want their men, once they have their things together, once they have their I love me together, what I call, it's the I love me and ourselves. Once we have that together, we want somebody to, you know, sometimes they want to pass those books out right at the gym. We want to pass them out at the club. We want to pass them out at church, God forbid, but it's the truth. You know, we want to pass them out to our, our sons, our our brothers, our fathers. You know, we have some 67-year-old kids out here. So, you know, we right. definitely want that out there so that, you know, we can get it to them. And I commend you, and I can't wait. I want to read that, too. I really do. Awesome. Really do. <laughs> awesome, awesome. We haven't touched upon your um, motivational speaking. I know that you have some dates coming up. I think the next one is, what, March 15th that you'll be doing, a speaking engagement? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And we're getting ready to start the Mrs. Wright seminar, so we should be rolling out dates soon. And Mrs. Wright, we're pretty much going to go to all the major cities in America. Mm. So the, the so you coming, coming to Chicago to see Black Writer Space? Yeah, we're going to put Chicago <laughs> on the list. Yeah, Chicago definitely will be on the list. And uh, so we're getting ready to start rolling out the dates. Uh, I believe we're going to start with Atlanta because uh, I'm in Florida, so we'll start there and then just kind of just sprinkling around the country and uh, okay. try, to, try to do one a month. So right now, you know, we're still getting the structure and everything in order, but I, I really okay. want it to become one of the largest, you know, relationship seminars for women um, and just, just giving away, you know, just giving away the game. And really, you know, women always say, man, women always tell me, it's good to hear, you know, it's cool to hear from women, but it's so much better to hear from a man. Absolutely. And, and, and it's hard to find men who are doing it with an honest heart. And not only are they teaching it, but they're living it. You know, they're married, they're faithful, and they're good husbands and good fathers. And that's hard to find, you know. It and, is. So I feel like if I got to lead it, you know, or if I got to be the only one, then I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. You know, I, if I got to go alone, I'm going to do it. But, you know, because it's what God is, is giving me to do. And I commend you for saying and admitting publicly, out loud, on air, out loud in, in the universe, that it's hard to find because a lot of men will not say that. What they'll say is, no, women aren't ready for us, or no, it's, you know, you're right, it is hard to find. Well, I am definitely going to hold you up to the point, so get your points ready. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, um, if you can, for the listeners, please, please give us some, some pointers, give us some tips. Uh, let the guy code out so that we can see exactly what is behind Tony. Okay? All righty. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Okay. The way we treat you That's not the way that I 
Good evening. We are back. If you just tuned in with us tonight, our guest is author, mentor, and producer, Tony Gaskins. And I am so excited. He has so much great information. And um, I just want to say that our goal here at Black Writer Space is just not to just have guests on with just some empty information or, okay, well, you can go by his book, or oh, it's a good book. No, he actually is offering uh, his own life experiences and different um, uh, self-help things with relationships and life itself to help you change your life so that your life can be better, so that you can move forward, so that your vision can be unfolded. Um, he has so many different things on his website. Please check his website out at TonyGaskins.com. Absolutely follow him on Twitter. He is yes. just amazing, and we are so excited to have him today. I think that um, more people, more people like you, give a lot of people who feel like you know life is just um, kind of like they had a bad life or this and that, and that there's no opportunity for change, that there's no opportunity to be the best you that you can be. And I like the fact that you said um, that God, wisdom comes from God. You know, a lot of people. They just maybe they just don't know or they don't believe it, their faith is not strong enough. So when we have people like you, I like to definitely um push that because 
there is a better way. So um, we just thank you again for being that man to just stand up and uh, just say some stuff that some men are afraid to say, that some people are afraid to say. So, and I must say, you are doing it very, very well. I do have one question before um, before D kicks in. I have one question. The boyfriend title. D made a comment, and she said, um, "Well, if I had a boyfriend, I would get it for him." My, I have a hang up about this. What is the thing about the boyfriend? I want to know what's your take when people say boyfriend. Do you feel like that's um, a title that a mature woman like me, I'm 36, okay, and my whole thing is I did have a guy I was dating or whatever, and he asked could he be my boyfriend, and my thing was, wait a minute now, boyfriend, I don't want no boyfriend, you know what I'm saying, that's that's language that we use as, as kids or, you know, teenagers, but this 2012, when you get to a certain point in your maturity level and, and different life experiences, my thing is, no, I want a man. So I want to know what's your take on that. Right. I feel you. And I, I guess it kind of comes down to the, you know, the usage of the word. And um, like yes. you say, we do call it, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend in elementary and middle school and high school. So it should come a point where a man should say, you know, can I, be your man, or can I get to know you to be your life partner? You know, it should come to that point. Okay. But to me, boyfriend and girlfriend, it is kind of, you know, it's play-play. But at the yeah. same time, it's just a, a word we use, so I don't put too much on the word. Um, I okay. just really believe that women, you know, I always tell women, don't claim somebody that isn't claiming you. You know, it's a lot of women calling a man their boyfriend and, you know, there's a lot of women in a relationship with a single man, you know, and, and men don't see you as a girlfriend or, you know, his woman, and a lot of women claiming those men. So, I, you know, the verbiage of it all, it, it all depends on what it means to that individual. And so, you know, you talk to a man and say, can I be your boyfriend? You say, what do you mean by that? Do you mean mm-hmm. friends? Do you mean, do you mean friends with benefits? Do you mean, you know, my sex partner, or do you mean the man that is in my life with the hopes of becoming my husband, you know? Exactly. You know, just get that meaning. But, yeah, I think it's become, you know, we're taking it real lightly these days. (laughs) Yeah, it's a jungle out here. Yes, it is. Okay, then you can go here. No, I'm I'm just waiting on the tips. Just waiting here. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm letting what you just said marinate. So go ahead. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, I do have another question. Um, what author or writer would you consider your mentor, or that you were maybe inspired by? I know you have your own passion and what you're doing and the wisdom you've gained from God, but I want to know: is there any author or writer who is kind of in the same circle? with writing and um, life coaching and relationship coaching? Is there anybody that is, you're kind of inspired by or? Yeah. Um, Apostle Paul. I would have to say Apostle Paul is my favorite. You know, out of all the writers, uh, he wrote 13 books in the greatest book ever written. 
And to be honest okay. with you, that's re- that's really the only book that I read. Not necessarily to not that I'm a religious nut or a religious freak or on religion, but just a relationship. I say, hey, this is a book that they have in every hotel. This is a book that I've seen all my life. This is a book that is the best-selling book in the world. So me not necessarily being a reader, if I'm going to read a book, I want to read the best-selling book ever. And that's yeah. it. And when I read that book and then I started to read other books, I realized that all books stem from that book, you know, like all yeah. the new, all these authors and, you know, all the secret and all the self-help and all the relationship stuff, is it's all rooted in that book, you know, the Holy Bible. And so... For me, that's the only book that I really read. That's the only book that I go to for any guidance or advice. And then I let, you know, that same inspiration that was come upon those men that wrote the book, that wrote the Holy Bible, I let that same thing, you know, come over me, that divine inspiration. And that's what I write from. And, um, so it's just, for me, I mean, it's, it's all it's just all divine. I, I don't really read books like that and I don't I'm not the world's greatest was English, you know, I love writing and I always got A's and B's in it. Writing was just, it came natural to me, but when it came down to grammar and punctuation, I wasn't I didn't had I had no desire in college to be a journalism major. And so what I do is one hundred percent just divine inspiration and that's real. So if anybody's ever struggling with that and thinking that that is not real, I'm here to tell you that it is real. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We are definitely believers here at Black Writer Space, and um, he is who comes first, period. Okay. okay. I, I am ready. I, I, and then I'm going to give you um, some some hypotheticals and a couple of questions, but I want you to go ahead and give us your tips. Okay. Okay. Well, for the single ladies, I oftentimes tell the single ladies, you have to see yourself like a brand. You know, you have to see yourself like a corporation. And so with that, you have to have a vision. You know, you have to have a vision for your life, for, you know, your married life, your relationship, but also your business life. Have that vision. And more so than that, have a mission. And this mission statement and this vision statement, it must be written down. It must be on paper. You must look at it every day so you know where you're going because that's how the mind works when it sees something and it hears something over and over. It moves towards it because it can't decipher between fact and fiction, you know, your subconscious mind. So you get this in there, and now when you see yourself like this, now you've just given yourself a mission and a vision. So now you technically you have work. You are a corporation. And so that's that's one and two. Number three would be build from the inside out. A lot of times, you know, we're like empty houses. You know, we're like empty mansions, I say. You know, you see women, she got on red bottoms and she have on, you know, shining gold and she have on Indian Remy uh, hair and she, you know, true religion jeans, but then she's broken on the inside. She has no substance in her mind. She really doesn't have a five-year plan. You know, she can't really hold a real conversation, no opinion on politics or life or the world around us. So you build from the inside out, you know, loving yourself and learning and, and strengthening your mind. And then number four would be protect your assets. Understand what you're worth. And your assets is not on your back. 
is not on your chest. Your assets is your mind, your heart. When you protect your assets and you understand your worth, then you learn that you cannot just give yourself to any and everybody. And number five would be number five would be make a man. Make sure that the man that's coming in your life is adding to you and not taking away. So you have to see yourself as this corporation. So every man you meet, it's almost like he's on a job interview. And you can't be afraid to ask tough questions. A lot of women are afraid to ask tough questions on the first night because they're like, well, I don't want to ask if he has kids yet. I don't want to ask if he smoked weed yet. I don't want to ask if he liked the strip club yet because he looks so good and I just need somebody to talk to right now. And we let desperation become the emotion, not realizing that desperation is a weak emotion and it produces weak results in regards to love. You can't be desperate for love because you must first love yourself. So this man, you have to interview him like he's coming into your corporation and just like in any job, you want to check his relationship resume. You want to understand his history and his biography, but also understand his vision and his mission for himself so that you are able to make sure that this man will be an asset to your life and not a liability. And mm. I hate to, you know, I hate to do this because we all grown individuals. We are all grown, but we we are easily influenced. When we have something that's empty in us, Someone else can come and fill it up with anything. So if you've got a love tank and your tank is empty, this person might come to you and they may not be filling up with gasoline. They may fill you up with sugar, and then your tank ain't going to work. So we have to realize that, well, we're empty. Somebody will come fill something up, and if you don't know love, a man will come in your life and teach you how to hate because he's hmm. full of self-hate. So he teaches you how to hate yourself, and then you confuse love and hate. And so we, we recently just lost one of our stars, and there's no need to even say her name, but she was living her life, and she was, you know, skyrocketing. She was, you know, the biggest and the best out there, and then she came across a man, and yeah. she forgot that she was a brand. She forgot that she was a brand. She forgot that she had to ask this man some tough questions to see if he was going to be an asset or a liability. And this man took and came and filled up that void, but he filled it up with substances that would then begin to eat her from the inside out. And it took her heart, it took her mind, and it eventually took her life. So that's why I tell women, you can have every degree you want to have in the world. You can have every alphabet before your name and after your name. You could be doctor, Ph.D., M.B.A., M.B.A., N.B.C., A.B.C. It don't matter. Mm. But if you don't mm. love yourself and you meet the wrong man, that man can take your life. And so that's what I tell the ladies. And that's a lot. You're going to have to listen to this. You're going to have to rewind it, listen to it 16 mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Listen to it 16 times and get it, get it in you and know what you're worth. Absolutely. Wow. No, I, I could go all I could I could go all day, but I, we ain't got all day. <laughs> I, could, I could listen. I could listen all day. That was food for the soul right there. It really was. I'm sitting here taking you know, I always take notes anyway, but wow. Give 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 us give us like five more. <laughs> uh, girl <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna give I'm I'm gonna give you a few more. I'm gonna give you a few more because you're single. If you're single now, you're getting ready yes. to go into a relationship. And see, my book, Mrs. Wright, is about how not only how to become, but how to remain. So this is how you will become.
become mm-hmm. by loving yourself and respecting yourself, and you will attract what you are. But once you become this wife, now you have to remain a wife because divorces are happening every day. So my top three rules that I always give women, and the Lord just dropped this in my spirit one day, and really it was because I was looking at my wife and I said, you know, what is she doing that keeping me on my toes? And I just put it into my own words. And number one is respect self. You can never, ever reinforce negative behaviors. If a man yell at you, if a man curse at you, if a man come in after it's too late and you know he's been off from work and he's coming in late, see, if you stay, if you let him stay when he come in late, if you let him yell at you and you yell back, if you let him curse at you and you curse back, if you let him raise his voice and you sit down to listen when you should be standing up to walk away, you're not respecting yourself and, and you are reinforcing negative behaviors, and any behaviors that are recognized and rewarded will repeat itself. So number one must person always be respect self. Number two is occupy his time. When you got this man, when I'm free, all of my free time, people come ask me, Tony, can you mentor me? I say, look here, I work for a living, and my free time go to my wife and my child. So I'm not looking to bring on no more friends. And I don't understand, I don't know where your spirit coming from. I don't know if you're just going to use my time. So if you want to get to the next level, sow a seed in yourself by paying my consulting fee and get the knowledge that you need, and you could go on skyrocket. Because my free time is already booked up. My wife, she occupies my time. Because, see, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. I don't, I don't watch pornography. I don't go to the strip club. I don't masturbate. I don't do the things that 99% of men do because my wife taking up my time. She occupying my time. Now, number three is remain unpredictable. See, men, we love crafts. We love trades. We love to tackle uh, obstacles and opportunities. So that's why we go from woman to woman, because once we get used to a woman, it's like learning a trade. It's like once you learn this trade and you got it and you master it, now you want to learn something else. And that's how women are. Once you got this car and you done put 100,000 miles on it, now you want to trade and get your new car. So, women, you have to always remain unpredictable. My wife, she wear black hair, and she wear brown hair, and she wear honey, honey blonde with black and brown or, or brown with the highlights. And then she wear, she wear glasses and little cute frames, but then when she put in her contacts, She'll wear clear contacts for a little bit. Then she put honey brown contacts in. You know, then she'll she'll huh. put on five five pounds and she got the video girl booty. Then she'll go and work out and then she'll lose it and she's skinny. And then she got, you know, she's changing her clothes. She could wear the Jordans, but then she also could put on the red bottoms. You know, she could wear the, the leggings, but then she also can put on a long uh, flowing dress. So she, she remains unpredictable. And as soon as I feel like I'm falling in love with the way this woman looks, she flips it up on me. And now I feel like i got to fall in love all over again with a totally new woman, totally new woman. So I would say respect self, occupy his time, and remain unpredictable. That right there tonight, if a person don't, if you can't afford the book and all you can afford is the Internet bill you paying or the phone Bill, you paying to hear this interview. If you can't afford the book, if you can't afford my seminar or my love school or anything else, if you uh-huh. take that information that I've given tonight and apply it, you'll become a wife and stay a wife. It ain't rocket mm-hmm. science. Oh, that is so good, Tommy. You have it really is. You you laid it down. 
You laid it down. You went all the way to the to the video booty. <laughs> you laid it down. How long have you been married? Thank you. Next year, March thirtieth, will make five years. Make five okay. years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want I just want to give all glory to God. I don't I don't want to sound like no religious nut, but I want people to understand that this mm-hmm. is not me, that this is not me, that this is God using me, and that if this was me, then every 27-year-old African-American male without a college degree who used to be a drug dealer, a crook, and a criminal, and a heartbreaker would have this same type of wisdom. Every one of us would have it, but this ain't me. This is a man who has humbled himself to God and given himself to God and mm-hmm. dedicated his life to a purpose that's bigger than him. So anybody come to me and say, how did you do what you've done at 27 years of age? I say, I dedicated my life to the service and the will yeah. and the way of uh, and the way of God. So I, I got I got to let the world know it. It ain't me. Okay. That sounds good. Wow. That's, that's food for the soul, like I said. I cannot wait if you guys are just tuning in. I feel sorry for you. You have missed food. For thought, food for the soul, and just food. You have just missed it. He has fed our spirits this evening. We are talking um, to to him, and he has given us some some great information. I cannot wait to get the book. I cannot wait to check and uh, see the different times and, and uh, slides and all of your uh, your love school. I cannot wait. I can't wait. I'm excited. And I cannot wait to see what God has in store for me because I, we here believers, I'm sorry, that was a 40 and slip. We here at Black Writer Space also give all praise, honor, and glory to God, and I believe nothing happens by happenstance, and so therefore. Right. And we all need to have something dropped in our spirits, and sometimes God says, you know what, I'm going to send somebody to make a deposit for you. So God sent you to the bank for us today, and so we appreciate that. Our listeners appreciate it because 95% of our, well, probably 99% of our listeners are women, and so, um, and, and no, no offense to the men, I'm just making a statement. And so, you know, a lot of us are seeking to be in that committed relationship and to have a husband and to make our marriage successful. I've been divorced twice, so I definitely, definitely um, am at a time and point in my life where I have no time for the, the, the monotony of what's out here, this mess out here. I have no time for it. So I cannot wait to take your your uh, course, I'm going to become a student, and so therefore I can be the next Mrs. Wright. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to thank you again for uh, taking the time out of your schedule and um, just for caring enough to, uh, this is amazing. I, I got like three pages right here, and I will be purchasing the book, and, and, it's, and also some of the other books I saw on your website. Uh, what what daddy didn't tell you, or yeah. what, what daddy? Yeah, so um, absolutely great, great, great. 
great guest. Um, we appreciate you. We look to have you back. And we will be uh, following your tweets and your website to um, get the updated info on the seminars for when you'll be in Chicago. Awesome. Yes, awesome. definitely. Send us an email. Let us know when you are going to be at Chicago. Like Last Race will be there to support you 110%. We'd like you to come down to the studio. We would love, love, love to meet you. And um, I'm telling you, this has been excellent. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. We know you're a busy man. And just the information that you gave us was was wonderful. Absolutely, keep us posted on your upcoming events, and we definitely want to do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you all so much. Not a problem. Um, you enjoy the rest of your evening. Yes. All righty. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Wow, absolutely amazing guest. Um, wow, I wasn't ready for that at I all. Know, right? um, I know, He threw it you. out there. And we here at Believers, <laughs> I said, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah. So, yeah, a little flashback there. Um, yeah. Oh, that's okay. But, you know, I'm telling you, he, like I said, he went to the bank for us tonight, didn't he? Yeah. He yeah. said he made that deposit, honey. Hit it. Hit it right on the head. That's how God worked, though. That's exactly how he works. He knows people think uh, God doesn't see where you are, know what you're going through, know what you're dealing with, and know where he's trying to get you to. So, like he said, he will send people. Yeah. To you, he will send. He will set stuff up. You have no idea you being set up, and then it go blam. Then the bomb hot drop. So he dropped the bomb on me tonight. I don't know about nobody else, but he sure dropped the bomb for real, right where it needed to be dropped. So absolutely. Uh, and, and like he said, if you can't afford to even buy the book, this was it. Come back and listen to this. It's free to listen to this. This um. It's free to listen to this episode, to any of the, the shows on here, but definitely if you are single, if you are, um, what did he say? You want to know how to become a wife and stay a wife? Just yeah. go back and listen to the to the three tips he gave. And then, well, the two, what was it? It was like five all the, well, he gave yeah. a, a lot of information. <laughs> so yeah. go back and listen to some of the things he said. It's like amazing, building from the inside out. You yeah. can have weave. Uh, the best outfit on, cute, but then broken on the inside. Do you have a five-year plan? You should treat when you meet someone. You should treat, and this goes for, I believe this goes for men and women. You should treat yourself as a brand or a corporation. What? Yes, absolutely. A vision for your life. When we want to start a business, now I don't care where we are financially or educational, do we have degrees or not, but we know enough when we, just from being around people and, and even watching TV and on the Internet, that when you start a business, you know you got to have your vision and your mission. You know you want to get incorporated. <laughs> so it's just it's something to um, really think about when you are um, considering um, bringing someone into your life, to, into your world. So um, I definitely... Um, this is this was awesome. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good evening, and we are back. I'm just going to let that song play in the background because it's like we meet people out here. Uh, For our listeners that that just tuned in or didn't hear the the, um, entire show, our guest tonight was um, Tony Gaskins. He is an author, a producer, and a mentor, and um, and his mentors, he does life coaching and relationship coaching. Oh, my God. So he just laid some really great information on uh, some things you can really take with you for life, like, period. So, um, you know, like the song says, I'm so into you, and we meet people, men and women, and the person they say they so into you and this and that, but then you see other things, um other little details that don't add up to what your definition of being into me is. But a lot of times it's how we represent ourselves, it's how we um the the how we allow them to to just have permission to come into our lives without some sort of plan, without some sort of structure, without a concept. <laughs> so um please, please, please go back and listen to the show. Um, you you should have a vision for your life. You should have that anyway. But you should have all of these things before allowing someone to come into your life who says that they want to be a part of your life uh, long term because that's what it should be. It should be not just to get to know you, to go to bed with you. It should be to to eventually marry you. So um, just it's it's really good. (laughs) Basically... To sum everything up, you should see yourself as a brand or a corporation, and I'm gonna stop right That's there. True. Period. And look at everybody so, um, else as a job interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Job and, and and then even at a job interview, you can I always say, well, that people can tell you anything in the beginning, and that's still the same thing. So you can interview them, but that still doesn't make them qualify. Because mm-hmm. some of the small things that they start to show you just when a job hires you, you said you were going to do this, you said you were going to do that. We did your background check. You didn't have anything, but you might have lied and said you resigned from your last job or the plant closed down. But in reality, you get fired because you was late every day. It's going to come out. If you haven't made any changes, it's going to come out. So um, you can't always cover up everything, but it's good to present yourself in um, a, a respectable way yeah. from day one. And don't stem from it. Don't change it because um, it was something else he said about filling up. When you are empty, someone else will come and fill that, that space up. So, yeah. And I believe when he said that, I, I started thinking about it. it can be filled up even if you're not with someone physically in a relationship because God will be in that space. So if God is in that space, they have nothing to come fill up. That's the truth. And then, right, and then like he said, everything he has done, it comes from God. This is this is um, from him humbling himself. So if you relate it back to the word, same thing K.L. Belvin said. If you relate it all back to the word, it you can't go wrong. That's the truth. Because so, God is not going to have you... You know, influence you to be with somebody who is hitting on you, disrespectful, not treating you like a woman, like you should be treated. He created you to be great. He created you to be um, amazing. And, and you know, yeah. wow. It, it's, it was. 
what daddy didn't tell you, but in all actuality, your daddy is God, and your daddy is not going to have anybody come and disrespect you, mistreat you, abuse you physically, emotionally, or mentally. So you know what? It's those things that we have to continue to work on. No one is perfect. We are all in a stage where we're trying to better ourselves. And like he said, protect your brand, protect your heart, protect your assets. Absolutely. Wow. It was a good show tonight. It was. It really was. Yeah. we will see you guys back tomorrow. Like I said, if you didn't, if you missed the show, please feel free to go back and listen to it. Again, his website is www.tonygaskins.com, and everything that you need is right on his website, from his bio to um, his his latest book release, Mrs. Wright. It's on there, uh, as well as some of his other books he's written in the past. You can purchase those as well. He has counts. Um, Consulting, counseling, coaching programs. You can, and I noticed on one of them he had on there um, flex pay options. I don't know how much it is. There was an email you had to email them if you were interested in it. But um, a lot of companies now and um, people like himself that offer different programs and things like that. I think I've seen another lady. She's like a celebrity hairstylist and. She um her prices were not that high to me, but she still she offered a flex pay option. I'm like that's that's it right there where you can pay on it until uh-huh. you get it paid for, and then and that way it's not like such a um dash into your finances and your budget. So um, definitely check out his website and uh, his products. Amazing, amazing. Yes, I'm really so glad that I had him on the show. Um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. What you say? Oh, you know, no, I just said absolutely. Absolutely. So we are going to wrap up tonight's show. Um, continue to um, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Continue to check the blog. I did update the blog last week, so it's some um, updated information as far as our latest guest that we've had on the show. And um, we are in the process of planning our first annual literary Spring Authors and Writers uh, Book Expo. Not anything really, really, really big, but just something to kind of get the word out so that people can come out and see what we are doing. I am working on a surprise guest who may be the headliner for the event. Um, I'm really excited about that. He um, has 20 years of experience with um, writing and publishing, and he also offers uh, one-on-one consulting on his website, uh, different packages. He has the master's degree and the Ph.D. degree. But I do know that the master's degree is only $249 to have one-on-one consultation directly with him as far as your book and your, your whatever writing project you, you have and what direction to go in. I mean, these are we they're not just well-known authors that have sold a million books uh, $30 million in sales and, and all of that, and he's done so much. Um, Omar Tyree, we had him on the show. If you didn't get that show, uh, catch that show, feel free to go back and listen to that one as well. He has so much information. 
but um, there are not very many authors that are very well known out there making the millions and, you know, doing their thing that's taking the time out to do one-on-one consultation and only charging that, that's like pennies. Right. So um, I was very impressed with his website and the information that he had, and he's just so down to earth still. So um, excellent, excellent guest, but um, feel free to go back and listen to that show. Anyhow, we will be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central. I will be posting... um, who our guest? Who's our guest? Tomorrow, oh, we have Roshonda Tate Billingsley tomorrow. Ooh. Very, very, very well known author. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm excited to have her. She just, they had a picture of her on Facebook. I've seen her name for years. Um, she received an award at the Image Awards. Okay. A literary okay. award, yeah, yeah. So I they had posted the picture of her holding her award, and I was like, I didn't even know they did that at the Image Awards for literary. I didn't even know they had, and I guess that would be like a Grammy, you know, mm-hmm. so in in the literary field, right. So um, I'm excited about that. She'll be with us tomorrow at 7 p.m. And we will see you guys later. Please go back. And any single women out there, single men as well, because you should be uh, um, presenting yourself as a brand or corporation also. You know, yeah. there's a lot of men out here. Um, <laughs> I met a guy not too long ago who is with somebody, and he's unhappy, and, you know, he's like, I can't afford to move out, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, wow. I think mentally, besides the financial situation, I think mentally some men's people, we as people, we get um, comfortable Complacent, in situations. Yeah. So, yeah, not that we don't want to get out or we just being stupid, but a lot of times your mind gets comfortable and you just, you know, it's, it becomes okay. Mm-hmm. It becomes the norm. So then it's, at that point when it becomes the norm, you don't see anything wrong. So um, anyhow, God is good. Awesome. you. All tomorrow, back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central. Uh, Take care and God bless. Have a good night.
Thank you. 